Hi everybody and welcome to the 5 Bytes Podcast. I am your host, Rory Monahan. Let's get right into some news. Unfortunately, the Spectre and Meltdown vulnerability saga and the subsequent buggy patches fiasco continues, with Microsoft issuing a patch to change a registry setting in order to disable the original Intel mitigation for Spectre V2. If you can recall in episode 3, I covered the fact that Intel's patch was causing random server reboots in some cases. This Microsoft patch is an attempt to stop that. Microsoft state in their support guideline that this applies only to the microcode CVE 2017-5715. If you're not currently experiencing the instability, certainly do not patch it. But if you are, you should patch this and unfortunately you're going to be opening up a security hole but it will prevent random server reboots and potential data loss. Whilst Microsoft state in their own support article that as of January 25th there were no known reports to indicate that this Spectre variant 2 has been used to attack customers, it has been reported by security company Fortinet that dozens of malware samples taking advantage of the Meltdown and Spectre vulnerabilities have been found in the wild. Fortinet have released some malware signatures to help combat against malware that it has discovered. And if that wasn't bad enough, there is yet another Flash Zero Day out there. This comes in the form of an embedded SWF object in an Excel macro which installs Rokrat, a remote administration tool that can allow an individual to take control of infected machines. If you have applications that require the likes of Flash, Java, or Silverlight, I suggest you reach out to your vendors and ask if they have a HTML5 version on their roadmap. And if they don't, put in a feature request for this and look for an alternative product. Adobe have stated a patch for this zero-day vulnerability will be released next week. Microsoft have announced significant changes for Windows and Office support. They will be adding an additional six months of support for Windows 10 updates version 16.07, 17.03, and 17.09 of the Enterprise and Education editions. This will buy some more time for Microsoft to fine-tune their Windows as a service approach. In 2020, they will stop providing support for Office 365 Pro Plus on Windows 7, which may have been expected. What may not have been expected is the fact in, that in 2020, Office 365 Pro Plus will no longer be supported on Windows 8.1 and Server 2016. Furthermore, Office 2019, due out later this year, will not support Windows 7 or Windows 8.1. And in what seems like a cruel joke to me, the Office 2019 client for the desktop will only be released as a click-to-run installer, not an MSI. In other news, CoreOS, the creator of Tectonic and Enterprise Kubernetes Management Solution, has agreed to join Red Hat. Docker for Windows now provides beta support for Kubernetes. Google have acquired a $1.1 billion stake in mobile manufacturer HTC, which appears to shore up its team for the Pixel line of phones. It has been stated that HTC brand's phones will still be manufactured too. Office 365 Home is now available in the Microsoft Store. Gabe Knuth, well known in the community for his work with TechTarget and as a driving force behind the independent tech conference Bryform, has taken a role with FSLogic. Congrats to both Gabe and FSLogics on this. This week, Citrix announced the CTP awardees for 2018. Congratulations to all those selected and renewed, including my fellow Irishman, George Spears, who I believe is now the youngest CTP ever selected. Last week, I mentioned some community events. I would like to add two more this week. The Great Virtual Expo is a free one-day web conference covering all aspects of virtualization. This one takes place March 23rd 
register for that today. Also, there's a really unique opportunity available to join the first ever EUC fellowship retreat taking place in November. This will be taking place in Okinawa, Japan. It offers the opportunity to visit a very exotic location, beautiful sites, and also join up with only a maximum of 15 fellow techies, get together in that small group, review all EUC related topics and products, and generate a report together. If you're interested in this, sign up today. As always, links referenced in this episode will feature in the description of the YouTube video and on my RoryMon.com site. And now for this week's hot jobs. Amazon are always hiring for their AWS team in a range of different areas including user experience, solutions architects, security engineers, program managers, marketing and more. And this episode scripts, tricks and tips. This week is a script. It's a really cool script for toast notifications using PowerShell. This script takes an image of your choosing, possibly a logo, converts it to a 64-bit identifier, and pops up a toast notification in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen, alerting users of a change. So for example, if I wanted to alert users on Windows of a new episode of my podcast, I could use this PowerShell script. In a more practical example, I recently used this for a script I was running to clean local profiles off of RD session hosts. You know, this script takes quite a while to run, so I can execute the script, let it run, don't worry about it, and when it completes, this nice looking toast notification comes up on the screen, alerting me that the job is complete. Check out the YouTube version of this video to see an example. And that's all for this week. Thanks as always for listening. (laughs) 